0: On oh, Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, John Werner from the Waco Trib joining us now. John, good to see you today. And uh, it was, uh, uh, you know, good to hear from Coach Aranda. And he was getting ready to go on the road, do some footwork, do one of those uh, roll out the red carpet for all the, the Bear fans. And I kind of appreciated that, John. He kind of he wanted to make sure that he talked to those of us in the local media before he went out on the road and started sharing a bunch of information. And I think that's good. I don't think we would have liked to have found out some of this stuff, you know, like on Twitter from our friends that showed up at those uh, those those meet and greets. You know, those – how much do you have to pay, John, do you think, to to go hear Dave Aranda? I'm trying to think. You and I have not paid for anything in how many years, John, about 30, 40 years? Um, oh, ever. So we wouldn't Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't we wouldn't know, but those people pay probably fifty to a hundred bucks to sit right. at those and the people spend about five hundred dollars for a table but uh john the the news today was on the quarterback and and as you said, you kind of knew which way the thing was leaning, but Blake Chapin becomes the starting quarterback for the bears um what did you make? of what he said about Blake. That's the most important thing to discuss. We kind of knew it was headed that way. And then, and then next, you know, after, uh, we'll talk about Sawyer a little bit. But first of all, Blake, what did you kind of feel like Blake accomplished in the spring? And do you kind of feel like this staff almost has a, a whole new outlook on Blake Shapin?
1: Well, I think the biggest thing was leadership. I, I think that was severely lacking last year. Two years ago when they won the Big 12 title, Gary Bohannon was he was a natural leader. And I, I don't know if Blake is a natural leader, but it sounds like he's working toward that. And uh, it sounds like he made some big strides this spring, just kind of getting his teammates to trust him, taking more of a vocal role. Uh, and I think another thing uh, Dave mentioned was consistency. Now, at the start of the year, Blake, got off to a fairly good start, a little up and down. But, you know, as the season went on, uh, his completion percentage really dropped. I know he had a concussion against West Virginia. I don't know if that was a big factor. But his completion percentage really dropped. And their team performance was just, you know, the energy just was not there, especially like those last four games that they lost. So, so yeah, it sounds like uh, – you know he made a lot of progress in the spring, and I think Sawyer probably kind of pushed him.
0: Now, what do you make of what he said about Sawyer? I like that he asked him, you know, hey, how are you taking this? And Sawyer said something to the effect of, "I love Baylor. This is where I want to be." I mean, a lot of times in this day and age, boy, you you lose the job, you're looking for the closest portal. Get me in that portal. Now, there's some things to prevent. Uh, Sawyer from leaving but John, from the first time we met Sawyer, it really seemed like he wanted to be at Baylor and he didn't mind the competition. He did not, he was not really seeking a place that was going to guarantee him a starting job.
1: Right, yeah now he, he uh, obviously is from Lubbock Coronado, had a lot of record-setting numbers there hardly played at Mississippi State and he played in the air raid so he's had a lot to learn this spring. Uh, Coach Grimes' offense, the wide zone, it's a much different. They actually take snaps on some plays, which you hardly see anywhere anymore. But, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, from the first time I talked to Sawyer, I, I thought the guy, I could see how guys would be drawn to him. Uh, he, he's just an uh, outgoing personality. Uh, I think he's probably a really good leader. And uh, I, I would imagine he'd grab that locker room, pretty fast and uh but yeah I, I think uh i think the the big difference between him and charlie right now charlie just really knows the offense he's been here he'll be going into his fourth year uh, Sawyer's still learning it uh but I, I think sawyer is a definite up-and-comer in this program
0: you know it'd be nice wouldn't it john if they landed a quarterback a high school quarterback this year i mean i i started to bring that up today with dave uh, about have they tweaked anything with their recruiting? Cause they've lost out. They didn't get a 2022 quarterback, 2023. And then you noticed a few days ago, they did get a commitment from the young man out of California. I believe his name's Nate Bennett. And again, I don't put these kids on until they're on campus. I, you know, I don't know. I don't, you, I generally do not put these high school players on, but this guy does seem to be very charismatic and somebody's told me, hey, you will love interviewing this guy. You will love being around him. How important do you think it is to this program to get one of these high school quarterbacks in the room? Uh, I know yeah. it's changed with the portal. I still think, though, John, in my opinion, you know, it's important to land one of these guys.
1: Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Now, I mean, if you look at the, uh, the choices he had, they, they weren't just real impressive. They weren't like high-Division-one schools. But if you find a guy who's going to fit into your system and, and wants to be there, uh, you know, a guy who's dreamed of playing at Baylor and, and he's got the skills, um, why not? And uh, I, it sounds like he's going to be a really good one that he, he wants to come here. He's got some ties. And, uh, but yeah, I think you're right. It, it's hard to get a, a high school quarterback with the patience to uh, either stick with his commitment or uh, even to stay there once he gets there, if he's not going to win the job in a year or two.
0: Yeah, I think that's uh, John Warner, Waco Trib, joined the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN, Central Texas. And, John, I wanted to turn to that softball program. Bears go out and don't get it done uh, out there in Salt Lake City. I thought that high mountain air would suit them well. And they would be fine, but but not to have Dari Orm get to pitch, boy, really bummer. Great season. I mean, this season will go down as quite the turnaround and one of the great stories in college softball. But this was that was tough, John. I mean, you can if you lose with your ace, you just live with it. Now these other pitchers did fine. I mean, it's not. I'm not putting this all on them, but that was a. That was a disappointing way to end the season, going down to an Ole Miss team. Well, quite honestly, I think much most of the season, the Bears would have been ranked ahead and would have thought to be better than Ole Miss. But all those arms that Glenn talked about from Ole Miss, that really helped them. Six. I think they had six pitchers that they could turn to. And, I, and I, honestly, that's probably something Glenn will think about, is creating more and more depth with his pitching and and of course they lost a player in benford you know early in this season what did you make of uh, the way things uh finish for the team
1: well you know not having Derry, i mean that that's a killer right there you know they were hoping with the rest against texas that she'd be able to come back and pitch uh you know i, I think she showed against iowa state in the big 12 tournament she wasn't ready because she got lit up and Obviously, she has a tired arm. I mean, she threw a lot of innings early. I mean, a lot of good innings. I mean, really, the first month of the season, she was probably the best pitcher in the country. I mean, she had a no-hitter, a perfect game, and she beat Oklahoma. I mean, she did all that in February. I mean, that's pretty amazing. And, uh, you know, I think Riley Crandall really came on. I mean, they put more and more on her. I mean, she pitched most of the innings in that tournament. So it was pretty much just all on her. Uh, Casey West, uh, she was feeling under the weather. She gave it a shot, just really didn't have it. Uh, they tried Ava Knoll for a couple innings. Uh, she actually got through one inning, but she had not pitched much this year. Uh, but, yeah, when you really only have one pitcher going, you know, uh, full guns, uh, it's pretty hard to win a regional. Now, maybe Oklahoma could do it with their with their offense. But most, you know, uh, normal teams couldn't.
0: Yeah, that was uh, that was tough. How did you feel about uh, Coach Moore getting the uh, uh, the Co Big Twelve uh, Coach of the Year? Isn't that funny? All those World Series he's been to, all the success, and for whatever reason, he'd never won it. He didn't even believe it when he was told that he won it. I this has to go down, John. You've covered a lot of this. But one of the most satisfying seasons of his career—not really the way it ended, but just to bounce back and and really kind of jump back on the national stage as a program—I uh, I would think that and that had to be cool for you to witness that after kind of witnessing the ups and downs of of the Baylor program over the past several years.
1: Yeah, I'd say uh, it's probably their best team since 2017, the last year they made the World Series. Eighteen, they were pretty good. They went to a regional at A&M, uh, but really the last few years they, they just hadn't been the same program that they were before. But this year, you know, it, you know they they had six wins over top five teams. I mean, you would you could go back in the record books and look at any team that would be hard to do. So uh, yeah, they had a really good year, and they did it, you know, nursing injuries. Uh, You know, we mentioned Derry, uh, Elia Benford, if, gosh, if they'd had her all year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, they could have gotten to a Super Regional, maybe a World Series, you know, if they had everybody healthy. But the good thing is they've got everybody back except Josie Bauer. I mean, Josie's a a really good player. But, man, I mean, you know, once again, they got to stay healthy. But they've got a pretty loaded team coming back.
0: All right, and John, what did you find out in uh, I think you were going to go visit with uh Uh I was reading something you wrote here recently about a uh uh I I mean this this freshman pitcher that Boskyville put on the mound, Cooper Kent, and uh doing a nice job. Oh, that was a few days ago against uh Riesel. What what did you find out uh, out there at, on the uh, the campus?
1: Well, uh you know, they, they uh, made the state final two years ago. Last year, they made the region final. So they're really hungry, and they're very experienced. Now, the interesting thing about them, you mentioned Cooper Kent. He's a freshman. He's kind of been pressed into duty because the guys they thought were going to be their top two starters uh, are hurt. So uh, they haven't been able to pitch, but, you know, they've got so many veterans on that team, and they're so confident that, uh, you know, it really it's kind of like, you know, this is a year – they they really feel like they need to win state, uh, even with with the pitching injuries. But yeah, they're they're very good. You know they're they're fun to watch. Uh, you know John Ewens is a is a Baylor signee. He, he hits a cleanup or hits third for them. So uh, so yeah, it's a really good team. Uh, I got to watch them this last week. Uh, yeah, they're, they're they're good and they've obviously have very high ambitions.
0: All right, and uh, I didn't like Valley Mills getting beat. I think Toler got the best of, uh, you know, but uh, it's just fun reading some about these teams and then these names, John, like Jay Buner's I think it's what, his nephew? I mean, yeah. these, these players that you and I have seen come through that were like stars at MCC, all these years later, for either their sons or nephews to be coming, I think about John Henry's son playing down the road at Lorena, that's a pretty neat deal to see those names. And those kids, that's a lot when you have a name like that uh, the, and you have that f- kind of a famous last name. That can be a lot of pressure. But, boy, that Buner kid doesn't seem like he minds, does it?
1: Well, Nash Buner, you know, it's funny. I looked at him up there, wow, he looks a lot like Jay like 40 years ago, <laughs> I mean, just
0: his, just
1: his stance, just, you know, his body type, just the way he swings a bat. But yeah, you know, uh, his, his dad played at MCC, Sean Buhner. His mm-hmm. Jay, his uncle played before that. And then uh, Nash got the winning triple uh, in, in the seventh inning and uh, in their last win over Riesel. So that was pretty cool to see, you know, all that history tied in.
0: Yeah, very cool. I like it when you dig in. You do great softball work. Obviously, your football work, you're a man for all seasons. And then you'll jump in there. Now, check on that Crawford. Man, I love that Crawford softball program. West has been doing some really neat things. Always this year, I'm kind of checking in to see what China Spring is up to. Um, And, uh, I mean, that's really, John, that's been one of the fun things over the years, I bet, of covering all this area, is just that Central Texas, they play great softball and baseball. And it starts young. I mean, especially with those softball players, I mean they, those midway folks are I mean they, they're like winning national you know competitions when they're like 12 years old, right 11, 12 years old, and then they grow up and obviously they do extremely well but John, I, I just don't know if there's a better part of Texas for baseball and softball. I'm sure people will claim it in the, in, in, in you know these bigger areas, but boy central Texas, great coaching and great players.
1: Yeah, you're right. Uh we're always really busy in through that first week of June, maybe the second week. But uh but yeah, uh, really great teams, you know, last year uh gosh, I covered Valley Mills One State in baseball, uh Crawford One State in softball. Uh see Abbott made the uh, final. I mean, I mean, we stay pretty busy, you know, through the first yeah. week or two of June just cuz there's so many good teams.
0: Yeah, well uh Ward White's now is the good luck charm. He's taken over. He called uh he was calling La Vega. La Vega girls win a state title. Crawford he's jumped on that bandwagon and um you know they're they're big time, so uh we're gonna claim that uh, John, over here at ESPN Central Texas, okay? any any <laughs> Anytime we jump on one of these bandwagons, these teams go. That may have something to do with the coaches and players, but we like yeah, to... I think
1: it's all you guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. By the way, I, I was kind of looking for at that uh, press conference today. I'm so used when I'm in that nutrition center. That's a place where sometimes they'll break out some barbecue. But I guess today... John, it was too early for something like that. That was a ten fifteen a.m. news conference. You know that, that Jack Allen. I used to see him, and he was always like saying he was going to take food back to his coworkers at um, at the ABC affiliate, and and he would be taking like seven boxes of food back. And I was yeah, always
1: Jack a little kept him real well fed for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd like. To, I would have liked to have followed him to make sure his colleagues actually got those meals. I never yeah. was able to do that. I wanted to, uh, yeah. <laughs> we
1: don't know if it actually got back there.
0: No, no. And now he's doing the same thing with people in Arkansas. Why do our people always leave us, John? I mean, you and I have stayed connected to Waco for many, many years, but they all these uh, these youngsters always leave us. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, John, good to um, good visit with you. Good to see you today. And uh, that that was uh, uh, it'll be it'll be an interesting. Off season. Good luck on your coverage over the next few weeks.
1: Appreciate it, Matt. Thank you.
0: You bet. John Warner from the Waco Trib joining us on the Matt Mosley Show.